the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Matthew, the 8th chapter, starting at verse 18. Dear ones, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. It says, Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Dear ones, on today, I would like for us to take some time and continue on in our discussion and in our examination of this mosaic of faith that Matthew has been giving to us here in Matthew, the eighth chapter. And I would like for us to take a look at the picture that Matthew begins to present to us that is given to us in verses 18 to 22. Now, we will be looking at the book of Luke also because there is another uh, section of the book of Luke, the ninth chapter, that we want to look at on today also. But we'll start by dealing with these verses that we have here in Matthew, the eighth chapter. Um, because it is in the scenes that Matthew begins to describe for us here, dear ones, that he gives us a glimpse into what can be known as the challenges of faith. Matthew begins to describe for us and show us a picture of what it looks like to have challenges of your faith. Now, notice, dear ones, that I said that the picture that Matthew is presenting to us and giving to us here is a picture of the challenges of faith and is not necessarily the challenges to faith. Matthew is showing us pictures of things that can are challenges of our faith, not necessarily challenges to our faith. 
And the reason why I bring this point out, dear ones, is because many times when we begin to think about those things that can come to challenge us in the area of our faith, we think of things that can come against us and begin to come against us in order to cause us to become doubtful or, or cause us to become fearful. We begin to think of things that can come against us to cause us to begin to question our faith or tempt us to turn away from our faith or even tempt us to abandon our faith. And so we begin to think of things that can come against us in those kinds of ways to try and cause us to doubt or try and cause us to become fearful or try and cause us to abandon or turn away from our faith. But dear ones, I would like to submit to all of you that there are other things that can prove to be equally challenging to us in the area of our faith. But these things center around such issues as the level, the level and the depth of our faith. How deep is your faith? How, how, what's the level of your faith? These things center around the nature and the consistency of your faith. What, what's the nature of your faith? What are you really putting your hope in? What is it? Who is it that you're really putting your hope in? You say you're putting your hope in God. Are you sure it's God you're putting your hope in? The nature of your faith, the consistency of your faith, how much we are willing to accept and take in order to be and to remain faithful. How much is a person, how much are we individually, how much are we willing to take in order to be faithful? How much are we willing to take in order to remain faithful? And so there are other things that can challenge us in the area of our faith that have nothing to do with necessarily tempting you away from it or trying to get you to become fearful. These things challenge us because they challenge the nature of your faith or the consistency of your faith or how much you're willing to take because of your faith. And it is here in Matthew, the 8th chapter, that Matthew begins to address these issues. And so we want to see what Matthew has to say to us on today as we look at what he explains and demonstrates for us in these verses. Now, as we begin to look at our text, there was notice what it says. It says, verse 18, Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, at this particular time, Jesus and the other disciples have just finished dealing with a large number of people that have come to him in order to be healed and to be delivered, in order to receive healing and deliverance. And we, we talked about this last week. They were at Peter's house when all this took place. So, so they're just leaving Peter's house. And multitudes have been healed. Multitudes have been delivered. And it is after Jesus has finished addressing all of these people and all of their needs that he now tells his disciples to get things ready. So that we can cross over to go to the other side of the lake. So he tells Peter, he tells John, he tells all the rest of them. Okay, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish dealing with the crowds. I'm going to finish dealing with the multitude. You guys get everything ready so that when I'm done, we can cross over to the other side of the lake. And it is as they are preparing to do all of this that Jesus is then approached by a man who comes to him making a very bold claim. 
Jesus is, the disciples are getting ready. Jesus is finishing with the crowds. And all of a sudden, this individual comes and he is making a tremendously bold claim. Because notice what he says, verse 19. And a a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, there there are several things that we want to take note of from what we are told here in the text. One thing is that we are told that this man was a scribe. We're told that this man was a scribe. The text clearly says, a certain scribe came. In other words, dear ones, he was one of the religious leaders among the people of Israel at that time. And so we are dealing with a person who had a measure of stature and a measure of prominence among the people. Now, while we do not know too much more about this man in particular, we do know the overall attitude and the overall sentiment that was prevalent among many of the, of the scribes and the Pharisees at this particular time because Jesus talks about that and he condemns certain things that they were participating with, with and were known for. Because hold your finger here in Matthew 8 and turn with me to Matthew the 23rd chapter. Because there, Jesus begins to condemn certain things that they were doing and were known for. And notice what we're told starting at verse 1 of Matthew, the 23rd chapter. It says, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. In other words, they sit in positions of authority. They sit in positions of honor. Verse 3, All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. In other words, because they are leaders, because they have official positions, do what they're asking you to do. In other words, honor those that are due honor, give honor to whom honor is due, but how they personally are and how they personally conduct their lives, don't follow that pattern. Verse 4. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move one of them with their fingers. But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace and to be called rabbi, rabbi. They love to be in the prominent position. They love their, they love, hey doc, how you doing doc? What's going on doc? Good to see you doc. How you doing professor? Hey, how you doing there? Reverend, how you doing? They love all the prominence. They love all of the stature. They love all of the accolades. Jesus is saying, even though they have positions of authority, honor them that are in positions of authority. But when it comes to their personal lives and how they conduct themselves, don't have anything to do with it. And so, dear ones, when you begin to take into account the scribes and the Pharisees of Jesus' day, you are beginning to see a group of people who love to have prominent positions over other people and who love to live, who live their lives in a measure of comfort and in a measure of leisure and who prided themselves in their positions and in their status. And they did very little and made very little effort to humble themselves. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. 
but we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. They love to be in the prominent position. They love their, they love for both. Hey, Doc, how you doing, Doc? What's going on, Doc? Good to see you, Doc. How you doing, Professor? Hey, how you doing there? Reverend, how you doing? They love all the prominence. They love all of the stature. They love all of the accolades. Jesus is saying, even though they have positions of authority, honor them that are in positions of authority. But when it comes to their personal lives and how they conduct themselves, don't have anything to do with it. And so, dear ones, when you begin to take into account the scribes and the Pharisees of Jesus' day, you are beginning to see a group of people who love to have prominent positions over other people and who love to live, live, who live their lives in a measure of comfort and in a measure of leisure and who prided themselves in their positions and in their status. And they did very little and made very little effort to humble themselves. But another thing that we want to take note of from what we see here with this man is he comes to Jesus and he clearly says to him, I will follow you. He says, the text says, back in Matthew 8, he says, Lord, I will follow you. Master, I will follow you. Now, based upon what Jesus will go on to say not too long after this, that would seem to be good news. Because notice what Jesus says in Matthew, the ninth chapter, verses 35 to 38. It says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he, then this is what Jesus says to his disciples because of the scene that he sees. This is what Jesus says, verse 37. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Ask the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Based upon what Jesus would just go on to say shortly after this event, You would think that this would be good news. This man coming to Jesus saying, I will follow you. I will be one of your disciples. You would think that Jesus would be happy about that. That that would bring a measure of joy and happiness to the Lord. Hearing something like that from somebody. But dear ones, how many of you are aware of the fact that the Lord knows us better 
than we know ourselves. How many of you know that God knows you better than you know yourself? And God reads our hearts and our minds and our motivations easier than we can read the words on a piece of paper. God sees all that. He reads all that. And he sees it easier than you can read the words on a piece of paper. Amen. We were talking about it in Sunday school. You know, some of, some of us got to wear glasses in order to read. And you got to hold things out or hold things close up. God doesn't have that problem when it comes to reading your heart. Amen. God does not have to get up close to you to read your heart. God does not have to stand at a distance to be able to see clearly the motivations that you have. God can read you right now like a book. He knows exactly what is going on. He knows exactly why you are asking what you're asking. He knows exactly why you are doing what you're doing. Lord have mercy. And so this man's statement, while on the surface, it had the appearance of being good news. But the Lord knew that there was something else there that needed to be addressed. And dear ones, thirdly, notice the bold and the grandiose nature of this man's claim. Because he tells the Lord that he will follow him wherever he goes. Wherever you go, Jesus, I will be with you. Wherever, wherever life takes you, I will be right by your side. In other words, this man is in essence saying to Jesus, Jesus, I got my bags packed and I am ready to become your 13th disciple. Where are we going? When's the, when, when's the next boat leave? Let's just, let's just get this thing going. And so this man is making a bold and grandiose claim that, that, to the Lord at this particular time. And dear ones, what we need to see here is that while other people, and I want everybody to hear me now. What we need to see here is that while other people can be impressed by our grand statements and our bold gestures, God is not I want you to hear what I'm saying while you may be able to impress other people with your grand statements and your bold gestures God is not impressed by that what impresses God is the humility and the sincerity and the honesty of your actions and your words you ain't got to say a lot to impress God. That's why, that's why Jesus said, he said it this way. Let your yes be yes. And your no be no. That's it. You ain't got to stand here. Oh Lord, this, that, and all the other, and all that, and this, that, and all the other. And by the way, and all that, you ain't got to do all that. Just say yes or no. Okay. And mean it. Amen. Just say yes, Lord, and mean it. Or no, Lord, and mean it. Amen. Lord have mercy. We go through all these gyrations and all these long speeches to, to say simple things, to say simple issues. We go through this long three, five minute you know, declaration of things. And all you got to do is just get to the point. He saw his solo preacher. He was, he was getting ready to do his, his, his dissertation for his PhD. And so he had his stuff and he had it all together and he got up there and he began to say, you know what? You know, I thank God for being here today. 
And I thank God for this opportunity to stand before such an ostentatious group of people to be able to give my declaration concerning my dissertation and concerning my findings that I have found in the Holy Scriptures of God. And I, I found in these. And, and you see, he just went on and on and on and on. For about a good 45 minutes, he went on and on. And so his professor that he had to give his dissertation to, everybody else is just, wow. And they're blown away. Ooh, man, go ahead, dog. Oh, man, go ahead, dog. And, and by the time he's all said and done, he, everybody's just standing up. And the professor that he had to give his dissertation to, he's just sitting there. And, 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 and after everybody leaves, he goes up to the professor that he had to give his presentation to. And he says, doctor, how did I do? How did I do? Obviously. Because obviously he thought he did something. Obviously he thought I, I did something. I, I hit a score. I, I hit a home run on this bad boy. I know he's going to say that is the best presentation he has ever heard. And so I, and he said, doctor, doc, well, how did I do? How did I do, doctor? And the professor looked at him and says, well, I'm sorry, but I can't give you a passing a passing grade on your PhD. I can't, I can't pass you. And he was amazed. He didn't understand. I'm not quite sure why. Please help me understand why. And the professor said, you took 45 minutes to say what I could have said in five words. Amen. You took 45 minutes to say what I could have said from the same text in five words. A lot of times, dear ones, we have these long things, these long gestures, these long statements. Be careful, because God is paying attention to what you're saying. He's paying attention. Simplicity, honesty, those are the things, and follow through. Those are the things that that matter to the Lord, that impress God. Hold your finger here in Matthew and turn with me to Psalm 51 real quickly. Psalm 51. Because notice what the psalmist says, David says about this whole thing. Notice what he says in Psalm 51, verses 16 and 17. He says, For you, Lord, desire not sacrifice, else would I give it. You delight not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God. You will not despise. The things that matter to God is not your sacrifices, not your offerings, not your grand and bold gestures. The things that matter to God is the condition and the attitude of our hearts. But there was back in Matthew, the eighth chapter, because notice how the Lord responds to what this man says. Notice what he says in, in, in verse 20. He says, and Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has not where to lay his head. Now, it is significant to notice that Jesus does not respond to what this man has just said to him by saying things like, stop lying. (laughs) Stop lying. Or or stop, you you be tripping. Stop tripping. Stop tripping. Or or, or Peter, go get the fire extinguisher. Because we're about to have a trouser conflagration up in here. Because liar, liar, your pants are going to be on fire. Get the fire extinguisher, Peter, because something's about ready to happen. The Lord doesn't do any of those things. He responds to what this man has said to him by challenging him. Here we go now. In the area of comfort. And in his willingness to experience being made uncomfortable. 
I'm going to use one of the best, one of the preacher's best, best tools. Silence. Because I want you to think about that. Jesus doesn't say anything about this man. He doesn't say, stop lying. No, 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 don't say that. No, no. Jesus just says, okay, okay. You, you say, you're making this bold claim. You're making this bold gesture. You're making this bold affirmation. Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. I ain't got a place to lay my head. He challenges the man in, in the area of comfort and in his willingness, how willing he is to experience being made uncomfortable. Lord have mercy. And it is seeing what the Lord says to us here, dear ones, that we are given the first challenger of our faith. The first challenger steps out of the out of the shadows. He's back there waiting for his time, waiting for his presentation, waiting for his opportunity. And Jesus says, the first challenger, he pulls down the mic. The first challenger to our faith is this. The challenger is this. To be made uncomfortable for the Lord. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.